It is 10.09. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Monday. That's what Jennifer would say if she were here. Uh, she is not here. She is fine. This had nothing to do with the the weather or anything like that. She will explain her absence to you tomorrow. Although I bet she wouldn't like driving in, in the weather. You know what, though? The first thing she'll tell you is even though she's not crazy about driving mm-hmm. on the highway when everything is dry... She did grow up in Ohio. So, so she's used to it. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Yes. Snow does not scare Jennifer Blome. Mm. Ice does not scare Jennifer Blome. So she'll be back tomorrow. Well, and she always drives so slow anyway. So, you know, the does ice. She? Uh, I've never been behind her. She's only like in well, the car I can with only, me. I can only say what she said she's done, which is drive 45. She, she drives 45, which is, as I was the just minimum. telling you, what I was doing <laughs> this morning. He, of course, is Connor McCarthy. If you're just joining us, this is the Jennifer and Wendy show on the Big 550 KTRS. And I will set the table because we still have a show. We still have a lot of business to take care of. We will be visiting with Dr. Ken Warren, who is a nationally respected political pundit and pollster. Uh, and he will be joining us to talk about New Hampshire and the primary today, and or is it tomorrow? Is it everything seems frozen in my mind? I think it's tomorrow. Um, but the fact that Ron DeSantis has unceremoniously ended his campaign, uh, the fact that now Nikki Haley is the only one, or Nancy Pelosi, whomever you want to, however you want to uh, refer to her, she is the only one left facing down. Donald Trump. And uh, if you'd like to chime in on that, even before we start our conversation with Ken Warren, you know, the Royal Banks of Missouri text line is 84126. Uh, Later, of course, we're also going to be checking in with Michelle Franzen from ABC News. Uh, She is in Manchester, New Hampshire, and she has been on the on the ground and on the story as Ron DeSantis pulls out of the race, so she will tell us about that. She also has some late-breaking word on independents and how independents are saying, not so fast, former President Trump. There are still a lot of us who who don't think that this is a done deal. In the next hour, Ben Fred of stltoday.com and our KTRS contributor, uh, he is going to join us not to talk about the Cardinals, um, but to talk about the layoffs at Sports Illustrated that were announced on Friday and um, really just it just another chapter of feeling like we live in bizarro world. Were you surprised by that, Connor? Uh, The layoffs. The layoffs at SI. I guess I was, but really I wasn't, right? These things happen so much now uh, with the publications and the the sports writing world. it wasn't a surprise. They they do. They and it's not just obviously sports media, it's just the media in general is is being redefined uh in this post pandemic age. Um but uh it's still it's it's just what it says about the future of of the media is just kind of interesting. Well, we are obviously going to be talking quite a lot about playoff football. Because there were some stories uh, yesterday and from Saturday, uh, it was just a it was a fabulous fabulous weekend. Uh, congratulations on your Detroit I'm, Lions! On my Lions, your uh, Lions. Uh, uh, NFC Championship game, first one since ninety 
93, I think, or 91 I saw. So first time in my lifetime and only the second one ever. So um, so a, a question, uh, what's going on with their, like the Detroit Lions, did they always have uniforms that were so meh? Like oh, M-E-H. you don't like them? No, just, the, the like, Honolulu blue. It's yeah. like blue on like well, hold, it's, it's like blue it's, on it's, sky blue. It's Honolulu blue. Is that what it is? That's the color. Well, because who wouldn't make the connection between Honolulu and Detroit? Right? Well, is sure. it because yeah. Detroit is frozen? I mean, uh, it's, no, it's just you know very sunny and <laughs> tropical. Uh, no, it's Honolulu blue and gray. That's the that's the color scheme. That's blue what it's always and been. Gray, yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's just no. Reminds, that's not. I, I don't know. It reminds enough. me of the Civil War. But anyway, I, I'm not crazy about their uniforms. But it certainly is. Well, a, it's better when they wear the blue uniforms. I don't like when they wear gray. I agree. It, the gray is it just is, sort of washed them out. Yeah. Um. But so they are going to be in San Francisco. In San Francisco next week. San Francisco looks pretty hard to beat. Well, they didn't look too good against uh, Green Bay, though. So they made some. They definitely made some mistakes. A lot Purdy, of mistakes. you know, it's it's interesting the way these the announcers will latch on to the new up and coming quarterback, and the fact that everybody's looking for the next Patrick Mahomes. I get. My husband was trying to explain to me last night that that the Chiefs have kind of overstayed their welcome. It's like it's time for a different team. Mm. Well, this is, this that, is six years in a row now. Right. With okay. them in the AFC championship game. So what? Cry me a so river. What? It's, so what? It's I mean, a little a boring. Bad? It's a oh, little boring. Connor, I was cheering for the Bills last night. There's John Carney. Um, he's, in, he's in real early. He's in real early. That's because we left early. And, um, you know, it is bad out there. It is mm. definitely bad out there. A lot of people cannot even get out of their subdivisions. A lot of people can't even get down their driveways. So just be careful. Um, but yes, if you if you have a long time, if you have a long time to be in the car, then then you'll be okay. It was you, a, it was especially bad near me because uh, like the water main broke near my house last night. Oh, so it made it even slicker. So there was even more water on the roads near my, near my place. <laughs> so that's so, just what you needed. Yeah. Well, I was coming in. I went, uh, I, I came olive uh, because that's what I do when I don't want to go anywhere near a highway. Mm. And I just came the back way. It took, it took a while. Um, there was a, there was an accident that Captain Paul Kopsky was talking about on 364. They had that pretty cleaned up, but the, uh, the 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 banner headline is that people are staying home, mm-hmm. and that's making, it looked really empty, right? Yeah, that yeah. that's making all the difference in the world because I think I saw maybe <laughs> probably I probably saw fifteen cars. Don't on my you way think in. the highways are actually where you want to go in weather like this? That's what they clean first, right? That's but, what they hit first. And I the- get that, but see, my my whole thing is that on the highways, and I have been burned. You know, burn me once, shame on whatever. But I have been burned before on the highways, and once you are on a highway, there is no escaping. You know, if you take these, if you take the side mm-hmm. streets, if you are, if you're on a highway and something happens ahead of you, you you have there's there's nowhere to go. And you know, even some of these secondary streets, or the you know, when you think of the state highways like Olive or right. Lindbergh or what have you, Olive Clarkson. And Lindbergh, um, those are feeding onto the highway. So 
I was once stuck on Clarkson in bad weather when I was here in the 90s and missed the whole sh- missed the whole show and this was before we'd so it was it, I was just landlocked. I was just landlocked. But mm. yeah, if you have to if you have to be out and about just just be careful. Um 84126 is the text line. That is your microphone. Connor McCarthy uh, I'm Wendy. Obviously, I hope that's that's obvious. Jennifer is out today. She'll be back tomorrow. Um, there's just, a there's a text correcting my pronunciation. Oh, ha- a, Honolulu. It's Honolulu, not Honolulu. For Hawaiians, it would be like, oh, all right. It would be like referring to St. Louis as St. Louis. Well, and, I apologize, but I'm probably not gonna fix it because it's no, because you've been how doing I that all your life. Yeah. I thought it was Honolulu. I thought it, I've always thought it was Honolulu, not Honolulu. Honolulu. Hana? I've always said Hana. Yeah, I as yeah. far as I know, that's what I've said. Okay, I've so, never been, so right. I can't say I can't uh, say. Neither for sure. have I. Neither have I. Um and with the skin that I have, I probably probably will never go. A friend of mine in high school, her name is still Maggie Rife. I can't remember what her married name is, but she went to she went to Hawaii for spring break and I think she was hospitalized. Um, she was just a beautiful Irish girl with like the, you know, the porcelain skin. She had the dark hair and like green eyes. She went over there and was hospitalized with the worst sunburn because I guess equatorially speaking, it's, you know, you just, we're not used to anything even remotely like that. Uh, But we're going to be talking about, uh, the, the Kelsey brothers, Jason, I mean, was, did you ever imagine that? He would steal the limelight from Taylor Swift in the box. Uh, sure. Yeah. That was not? just that was just such a fun. The, the short list, you know, gets a lot of. He, he, you know, uh, he he's the center of attention, right? He's just a man. It was just, you know what? I hate to say this. Is that just who we are as Americans? That's the real unvarnished American. Shirtless, yelling, Shirtless, celebrating, screaming, letting letting the little kids come to Taylor, and I mean, mm-hmm. he, the man was having a great time. Once upon a time, he would have been pilloried for for behaving that way. I have no problem with it at all. It's 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 a man enjoying the moment. He's proud of his brother. He's probably way overserved from what I was I was seeing reports that that he, you know, was mm-hmm. I guess tailgating all day yesterday. All day yesterday. Well what's funny is you have to like turn back in to the box and there's all these celebrities there after you're still shirtless and drunk. <laughs> and now you need to make like small talk with like Cara Delevingne, who's an actress who well, was there. <laughs> I know. And what was so funny was, you know, they, they said that this guy, all of the TikTok, of course, was going crazy last night. But they had these great pictures of him, like, doing shots or slamming or whatever he was doing. And he's sitting behind Taylor Swift and everybody was like, this guy is going to give the best speech at Taylor Swift's wedding. Oh, my God. No. no, Oh, yes. It's for real. And you just have to. You've got to get on the Travis. As soon as the season's over. Taylor train. They're breaking up. Uh, From the 314, Mother Kelsey did not look to be pleased. I saw her laughing. I mean, she looked like she was laughing to me. Um, but maybe she maybe she was embarrassed because sometimes mothers are embarrassed of their children. Believe me, I embarrassed mine uh, from the 618. I live in Alton. I work at Boeing. They said we had to come in this morning. My truck was covered with ice. Needless to say, 
I am home listening to your show. Well, we're happy that you are you are there. Um, and as we said, the text line is there. The phone lines are open. 314-931-5877. That's 314-931-KTRS. Um, you know, McGraw was saying, and he was, he was looking at this text line, he was really being criticized. And we're going to talk to Dr. Ken Warren in just a moment. But he was really being criticized uh, for what he was saying about uh, if you had a bonus check, you would make it into work today. What I told him when we were changing studios is that those of us of a certain age, and as much as he would not admit that he is five years younger than I am, so we're in that same demographic group sort of, um, once upon a time, it was just expected. It, It was just expected. And I know that that sounds strange to people, but it 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 was. Uh, that's why we had probably more fatalities than we should have had. That's why we had uh, more property damage than we should have had. So uh, it's it's great that people have the option to work from home. It's great that people have the option to say, look, my child's daycare is, is closed today, what have you. But McGraw comes from a, an ancient land that many of us do. <laughs> And does that cut any mustard with you, Connor, that that once upon a time, that's just the way it was. That's the way we thought. You yeah, came in I, late. I can see that. But uh, McGraw saying that he would give out the bonus checks on a day like today feels a little a little Pun- harsh, a little, a little punitive. punitive. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but I, I, I just think he's making a point. Some people probably could make it in, and they're choosing not to make it in, and that's fine. That's fine. But if, you know, that's that's just all I'm saying is once upon a time, uh, that was that was the world. But in an ice storm, I think once upon a time can be redefined. It is 1022. This is the Jennifer and Wendy show with Connor McCarthy on the Big 550. KTRS, if you're going out, just be careful. Give yourself plenty of time. Drop it into a lower gear and you will get there. We'll be back with Dr. Ken Warren. He will preview the New Hampshire primaries. Things are getting interesting in just a moment on the Big 550. It is 1026 at the Big 550 KTRS, the Jennifer and Wendy show. Connor McCarthy is here. And uh, the music, of course, tells you that even though we are in the middle of something of an ice storm, uh, that uh, that the world of politics rolls on. And tomorrow is the New Hampshire primary, which became even more interesting over the weekend, over the last 24 hours, when Ron DeSantis, presumptive number two, uh, dropped out of the race. So we have turned to our dear friend, Dr. Ken Warren, a Ph.D. professor of political science at St. Louis University. He is also the president of the Warren Poll. And as we say every time he's on with us, a highly respected a political insider in 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 our in our country. So, Dr. Warren, hello. How are you? Well, I'm doing well on this icy morning. Is it is it getting hard? I mean, I just I always sort of envision you when you're looking at these headlines coming across your phone, shaking your head, your eyes glazing over. Is this a good thing for the opposition to Donald Trump, or is it? Does it even pave the way in a in a in a in a in an easier way? I suppose you could say for him. Well, the, 
you know, I really do laugh at uh, how the media have played up the New Hampshire primary, particularly this year. I mean, Trump has this all locked up. Um, they've played up this thing about Haley gaining ground in New Hampshire that, you know, she could pull off an upset win, uh, that she, you know, there's a lot of independence in New Hampshire and they will they will go for her and she will, you know, have a surprise win. This is very doubtful. In fact, uh, the ground that she did gain, according to polls, uh, she has now lost. The latest polls show that she's getting beaten badly uh, by by uh, Trump. And so the Washington Post poll uh, just released today uh, shows that uh, Trump is up by, you know, 19 percent now. Uh, so it doesn't it doesn't look good for Haley. Uh, it, it you know, what's ridiculous about it is that it, it, it wouldn't matter whether Haley won New Hampshire. Uh, Trump is uh, so far ahead in polls down the road. For instance, in Haley's own state, um, uh, Trump is leading by a bundle in, in uh, South Carolina. So, uh, in fact, real clear politics uh, polls shows that uh, Haley is uh, losing 52 to 21.8% in the, you know, real clear politics average that a lot of political analysts look at. In Nevada, she's not even, which is on the same day coming up, it's not even, uh, it's, she's not even on the ballot in, in the caucus. She's in the primary, which will not allocate delegates, but she's not on the ballot in the caucuses where she could pick up some uh, delegates. Now, when you go beyond that to winner-take-all Californian and so forth, where they have almost 500 delegates, you know, Trump is so far ahead in all of these states, every single one of them, that it, it you know, it just is um, not, you know, of any hope for for Nikki Haley to, you know, come back and somehow win a surprising when you know Trump also is a quasi incumbent president that's the that's why he's so far ahead i mean he was president of the united states before and uh, if he comes back and wins it in 2024 again he will be the first one since grover cleveland to uh win a presidency twice you know not consecutively so, so Dr. Ken Warren is our guest. If you have a, a question for him, of course, your your microphone is eight four one two six. We can we can read it to him off the text line. Um, so much was made of the fact that Donald Trump only won fifty percent, essentially, of the Republican vote in Iowa. You're saying that after Iowa, he is gaining strength. Is is if I'm if I'm reading you correctly. Yes, he's he's gaining strength. And by the way, you know, only 50 percent, I mean, 50 percent was 30 something percent ahead of Nikki Haley. Mm. So, I mean, you know, it wasn't like, you know, in past uh, elections where it was close. Um, I mean, he won really in a blowout. But see, you know, you bring up a, uh, implicitly a big thing, and that is it's all expectations. So it was, you know, it was the media thought, well, Trump should win by even more in Iowa. Uh, And so it's an expectation thing. So instead of, you know, winning by, you know, 60 percent or getting 60 percent of the delegates, you know, he he only came in with, you know, I actually ended up with like 51 percent, I think, was the final. But, I mean, it was a total blowout over DeSantis and uh, Haley. 
Christie dropped out of Iowa because uh, he would, you know, it would be an embarrassment for him. He was not polling well. DeSantis just dropped out in the New Hampshire race because he would not make threshold. You have to get 10 percent to get any delegates at all. And he, and, and uh, DeSantis is polling 8 percent in New Hampshire. So he felt, you know, he had no path to victory in New Hampshire. So he didn't want to embarrass himself. This is very commonplace that candidates drop out ahead of caucuses and primaries when they're doing so poorly, they would, the results would just embarrass them. But Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley, and by the way, can you hold with us through the break? Sure. Okay. Dr. Ken Warren is our guest. He is the president of the Warren Poll, a nationally respected political insider. Uh, he has been looking at poll numbers for, for most of his entire adult life. He is also a political science professor at St. Louis University. Uh, much has been made of the fact that both Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis had the the benefit of enormous infusions of, of cash as they as they began this race. And so we'll talk to you about the importance of that cash uh, when it comes to these decisions to stay in or drop out uh, when when we return. This is the Jennifer and Wendy Show on the Big 550 KTRS. Connor McCarthy's here. Jennifer's back tomorrow. It is 1036. Welcome back. This is the Jennifer and Wendy Show on the Big 550 KTRS for Monday, January 22nd. Uh, Many of you are listening from home today, working from home, taking care of your children from home because we still are in the middle of something of an ice storm. I understand there are going to be a few waves of it, but eventually uh, later tonight or later this afternoon, it will turn to rain. So we have that to look forward to. We're talking about the New Hampshire primary. Dr. Ken Warren of St. Louis University and the president of the Warren, Warren Poll is I almost said warning warning poll maybe that <laughs> maybe that was a slip Dr. Warren um and uh he's taking your questions at 84126 on the text line um but before we get to some of these questions and they're great questions the the impact of money Dr. Warren can you talk a little bit about that um when you have a candidate wasn't was was Ron DeSantis like didn't he start this this journey with 286 million dollars yes but money money look you have to have money to win and money is better than not having uh any money or not so much money but money does not buy uh wins there's there's uh, a lot of people think that's the case it does not there are many examples of candidates with a lot of money, such as Bloomberg, that went nowhere. Um, and and so uh, if we if we you know Forbes, Steve Forbes was another one that had all the money in the world and and uh, you know couldn't do anything in, two, in 1996 and in 2000 to try to to you know win delegates. He could not. Um, Trump Trump uh, didn't have that much money, by the way, in 2016. Um, but he got, you know, he, he won anyway, despite Hillary Clinton's money. Um, endorsements mean a lot. Now, uh, 
Nate Silver has this endorsement thing where where he has Trump at 660 endorsement points to Nikki Haley's 17. <laughs> now, that says a lot wow. because he says the significance of that is that people with, with candidates with all those endorsements go on to, to win almost all the time. And so what it shows is uh, that – that uh, like Tim Scott, for instance, what an embarrassment Tim Scott was for Nikki Haley by, you know, Tim Scott, of course, a senator from uh, Nikki Haley's own state of South Carolina, you know, endorsing Trump. Well, naturally, all these people are jumping on the Trump bandwagon because Trump has no chance of losing the nomination uh, given, you know, unforeseen circumstances. But um, so people will jump on the bandwagon and endorse Trump, and I think 60, 660 to 51 for DeSantis and 17 for Haley shows how far out in front uh, he is to win this nomination. But she has enjoyed uh, she has enjoyed the largesse of several high-profile Republicans. Are they the ones sort of fueling the media, the, you know, the, the subtext where she's still got a shot? You know, are, are they the ones maybe pulling the strings here, Dr. Warren, or does it even matter? Um, well, I, I again, I believe it doesn't matter because Trump has it all sewed up. Right. But, you know, the but it, what does matter is that um, what pollsters talk about is they see this 35 percent consistently that are not for Trump within the Republican Party. And and this means that Trump cannot unite the Republican Party, like, for instance, uh, George H. Walker Bush did or his son did. Um, it's difficult to unite the party when the Republican Party is so split over Donald Trump. Yes, he's got a huge base within the Republican Party, but the reason you know he's not blowing away in the in the general election polls, um, Biden, even though Biden's a very weak candidate in my opinion, uh, is because the Republican Party is not united around Donald Trump. And CNN, of of all political pundits, was suggesting this morning that if Nikki Haley could do more to sort of shore up the opposition to Donald Trump, then she would have a fighting chance. Do you do you see any? Uh, I mean, is is that a sensible approach or is that a fool's errand? Well, I think that's I think that's a little crazy. Again, uh, I always get a kick out of how. Uh, the media play up contests and whether they, you know, cynically, whether they do that for rating points, I don't know. But I, it, but I have seen um, uh, the media play up races that are not there for for decades and decades. Um, I mean, Nikki Haley is is not going to go anywhere. You can quote me on that. Um, and Trump just simply has it all locked up. I mean, if you look at all these polls in state after state, he is so far ahead in these polls. He's ahead like, again, um, a former president would be. He's a quasi-incumbent, meaning he has the appearance of being an incumbent president. And so his poll numbers show that because, Wendy, in normal primary races where you don't have a former president running – you see the primary races and caucuses would be close. But what, but Trump is just going in there like Biden, um, and, you know, a, a 
the sitting president. And Biden, of course, is running in all these uncontested caucuses and primaries uh, because he is the sitting president. And so the party naturally is going to give the nomination to Biden. And that's the way it looks for Trump being a former president. It looks like, you know, he's going on to these lopsided wins because they're looking at him as, you know, a quasi incumbent president. Dr. Ken Warren, can you stay with us through another quick break? I promise we will let you go after that. Sure, okay. no problem. Dr. Ken Warren joins us on the Jennifer and Wendy Show. Connor McCarthy is here. Jennifer will be back tomorrow and will be back in just a moment. 10.45 is at the Big 550. KTRS, that is the time. Uh, Connor McCarthy is here for Jennifer Blome. He's here every day. Dr. Ken Warren is our special guest. We're talking a little bit about the New Hampshire primary which takes place tomorrow and uh, we have so many questions for you dr warren and then i promise we'll let you go uh number one it's time for a woman president enough of these old white men that is from the 314 um any chance that biden will step aside and let somebody else like gavin newsom run um instead has there ever been an election where none of the above have won um, I'm not sure what you mean by that. None of the above have won. Um, the there have been elections where people who have both lost New Hampshire um, have gone on to win, and there have been elections where people have won in uh, New Hampshire and and uh, have have gone on to win. Most times, you you win if you win the elections for the Republicans anyway. Um, in all elections since the modern uh, New Hampshire primary, uh, starting in 1976, all all of them, uh, except for uh, John McCain and Pat Buchanan, um, have gone on to win New Hampshire and win the presidency. So, in other words, you had you know candidates like uh, Ford in 76 and Reagan in 80 and 84 and H. Walker Bush in in uh, 1988. Um, they have all in 92. Um, 92, of course, uh, Bush uh, won, but then lost the the election to Clinton, um, but won the party's nomination. And in 1996, you you had uh, 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 you had let me see Dole lose to Pat Buchanan. Uh, and Dole went on to win the party's nomination, and in 2000, you had John McCain win New Hampshire, uh, but Bush go on to win the party's nomination. Dr. Warren, uh, President Biden is not on the ballot for the Democratic primary. Is that correct? Is that because he's yes, just yes. seeding the, the state for this one, or what is the what is the idea well, there? That's like, yeah, in a protest, because remember, the Democratic Party did not want New Hampshire to go first, but South Carolina to go first, and uh, New Hampshire pulled a fast one and, uh, and uh, decided to move up its primary from its original, I think, February 4th date. Uh, to tomorrow. Um, it doesn't make any difference. Uh, what's going to be organized is a major write-in for uh, 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 Biden. And, uh, you know, again, Biden <laughs> will easily win the nomination and, and New Hampshire won't count for much. For one thing, New Hampshire has hardly any delegates, you know, 
whether he gets any delegates in New Hampshire is, is immaterial because New Hampshire has, you know, Iowa and New Hampshire is so small, as you know, that those the delegates really don't make much difference. You know, um, you have, you know, you had only 40 delegates, for instance, in Iowa. And, you know, California has like 480-something delegates, to put to put it in perspective. Dr. Ken Warren, uh, we we promised him it would be two segments. He has stayed for four, so he is always so patient with us. We appreciate it. We still have so many texts coming in. Uh, we have a reporter from ABC on the line, so Dr. Warren, you can you can you can rest assured uh, that we will be bothering you again in very short order. But stay safe today, okay? All right. Always my pleasure to be on with you. Take care. We'll be back in just a moment with Michelle Franz and live from Manchester, New Hampshire. Oh, what sounds better than George Benson breezing during the middle of an ice storm? Well done, you. Well, it's hopefully it's warm where anyone is listening. So anyone is listening. Yeah, it's warm because it's inside. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. They're not out in the cold. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant. Love that. Michelle Franson, unfortunately, <laughs> is not where it's warm. I don't think she's uh, reporting from the the actual uh, environs there in Manchester, New Hampshire, the outdoor environs in Manchester, New Hampshire. But she has uh, certainly had a lot of reporting to do, and she joins us this morning. Michelle, thanks so much for being here. Uh, nothing new going on in New Hampshire, huh? Oh, yeah. Well, it changes by the minute here, right? So yeah, it sounds like. Two. Yeah, it's certain- uh, we're in the we're in the teens and the temperatures and we're down to two in the candidates. Yeah, you were at a uh, an event last night for Nikki Haley after Ron DeSantis dropped uh, dropped out of the race. Were you surprised by the DeSantis announcement or was it just inevitable? Did he drop it during playoff football Sunday? Uh, what was your take on that? Well, you know, I think there was a drip, drip, drip there over the weekend, right? He slowly started canceling um, his appearances, and then, you know, the campaign got a little bit quiet. So I think that, you know, after Iowa, even though he did, you know, have a good place ahead of Haley there, he really uh, started to dip in polls here in New Hampshire, so much so that he went on to South Carolina to try and chip away at Haley's home state. Uh, but what all the factors are going into uh, DeSantis's uh, timing on his campaign, uh, suspending it, well, we don't know all those details yet. But what we do know is that it's definitely here in the Granite State, it's uh, political quicksand, right? Right. Uh, even though they're in so- on solid ground here. And the voters here, it's a very unique situation. It's far different from the Iowa caucuses. We've got a lot of independent voters uh, here in this state that can cross over uh, any way they'd like to vote. And there's still a good number of undecideds that are out there. And a lot of them showed up last night at the Haley event, a few of them. One man I interviewed was on his way to a DeSantis rally when DeSantis dropped out. And what did he do? He got a ticket to the Haley event and went to, to go hear her. So it's uh, there's a group here that's very engaged of, of voters. They drive an hour or two to see a candidate, and it's an interesting process to see. And as much as you hear about the polls, there's 
a certain percentage out there that I don't even know if they know how they're going to vote until they go in tomorrow. Michelle Franzen is our guest. She is live from from Manchester, New Hampshire, ABC News correspondent. Um, in terms of in terms of voter turnout, um, you have a lot of people who are promising anecdotally that they're just going to sit this one out. That they you know they can't even choose the lesser of two evils, whether it's President Biden or former President Trump. Do do, do the insiders think that that is going to have much of an impact at all, Michelle? I don't know. You know, when you talk about the general election and some of the other state primaries, but that's not the sense that I get here on the ground in New Hampshire. I mean, people are they don't care how cold it is. Many like people in Iowa, they're they're coming out. These early states have very unique approaches and definite impacts. They test the candidates in ways that uh, the rest of the campaign trail might not as it takes shape. So you're seeing that with the dropping out of Ron DeSantis. You're seeing that uh, the campaigns for both Nikki Haley and Trump are probably ramping up in those final, you know, few hours now before the polls open. And it's a game changer in a sense of that we don't know what's going to happen. Nikki Haley does need to perform well heading into her home state, which is, you know, a lot of weeks in between the New Hampshire and the South Carolina primaries. When it comes to independents, um, you say that they are going to have more of an impact than we realize? Well, it's a a good percentage of of folks, up to 40 percent of uh, independents here in the state, and many of them are undecided. Um, and they're going to take their time. You know, they're hearing, oh, it's a two-person race. People from the Trump campaign might be saying this is over. Even the Biden campaign would like it to be down to Trump and Biden. I don't think the Biden campaign is looking forward if Nikki Haley were to run against Biden. But um, New Hampshire voters here in the state so far are like not so fast. We are the first in the nation primary, and they say we're going to take our time and and do our due diligence on each candidate. Michelle Franzen, live from Manchester, New Hampshire. We'll let you get back to it. It sounds like you're going to have a busy couple of days. Thank you so much for updating us here in St. Louis. Thank you. Take care. Uh, From the Royal Banks of Missouri tax line, um, you all have such wonderful questions. Uh, 84126, question, will independent RFK Jr. have a chance? I know Connor has a very strong opinion about the chances of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Well, I just don't think think it's serious. I don't think it's a serious campaign or chance. uh, Maybe... Maybe at a, in a different time that isn't Maybe if he ran as a Republican. Yeah, yeah. Who, who knows? <laughs> um, regarding our weather and making it to work, metro buses aren't running. Uh, that is how thousands of people get to work. Ride shares are next to no service, and prices have tripled. Daycare, daycares are closed. Uh, no one wants to break a limb. Today is a total exception. That is That is absolutely true, and that was the point that we were making a little bit earlier, that inclement weather didn't used to matter as much it was just sort of okay it's doing this but ice is a completely different ball game and when it's as glazed as a donut out there uh, not many people are going to to risk it so just be be safe in the words of julie buck you do you boo and uh and get there 
safely, if at all. It is coming up on 1058. This is the Big 550 KTRS. Lots more to come in the 11 o'clock hour. KTRS St. Louis. This is Jennifer Blom and Wendy Weiss You're a pal and a on KTRS. And if you threw a party. Brought to you by STL Medical Weight Loss. See the Dr. Joe difference at stlmedweightloss.com. And we are grateful to Dr. Joe and St. Louis Medical Weight Loss for sponsoring the Jennifer and Wendy Show. Jennifer is out today. She was planned uh, she had already planned to be off. It has nothing to do with the road conditions. She grew up in Ohio. She does not like driving on the interstates, but she did grow up in Ohio. So, well, she picked a good day. She to, did pick to be a, off. She did indeed uh, pick a day. I'm worried about for the three one four. I'm worried about Wendy driving. KTRS should have a work from home option. Um, I am not afraid of driving because I just sort of. I grew up with a mother who would, my mom would get into, she would like turn herself into a ball and she would be on the floorboards of the passenger side making noises like this. So mm. I <laughs> I decided early on just to face my fear. And when you do morning radio or television, um, most of the time they're, or very often, anyway, back in the 80s and 90s, there had not been any streets plowed. So you you do feel a little safer because I'm not driving during rush hour, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to have I'm not going to have anything but a snowbank to fly into if I you know if I lose control of my car. So yeah, I usually I just try to take back roads and uh, and that kind of thing. But that's that's very sweet. Well, uh, you drive a bigger car, right? An I do SUV. drive it. I do drive an SUV. Yes, I do. Um, but yeah, if you give yourself enough time, you will be okay. But if it is icy, and it is, and as Jim Fairchild just explained in the hourly newscast, the uh, freezing rain will turn to rain. It originally had been forecast to turn to rain at 1 p.m. or noon, sometime around the noon or 1 p.m. hour. But because we're getting waves of this freezing precipitation, it seems like that rain isn't going to happen until later this evening. (laughs) From the 314, the roads are fine. Drive like you have a brain between your ears and you will do fine. Um, so I, what do you, what do you, what's a good question for the Royal Banks, Missouri tax line? Are you a scaredy cat or are you, <laughs> I, no, I do don't, I, I really have a problem with the people in the pickup trucks that are as big as boats, you know, they're like boats with tires and they fly past you while you're clinging to your steering wheel, but they fly past you <laughs> and they're driving 75 miles an hour. What well, makes they got four-wheel drive. And... But four-wheel drive, it was once explained to me, Connor, that four-wheel drive on ice just means that all four of your <laughs> tires yeah, are well, spinning the, the on the ice. The ice probably is not uh, the day to, 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 to fly by, but in snow, right? I mean, they, right? they drive pretty confidently. 
So but, yeah, but they they do drive confidently, and what they don't seem to care about is the fact that a lot of us are not confident. Um, but we've been talking about a lot of things. I would love to know. I think you would also love to know, or do you even care about the whole Jason Kelsey thing? Because once again, I'm talking about the ancient. I I care a little bit. The ancient world that I grew up in, like my grandmother and my mother together would have been horrified, horrified. The thought of a man who has overindulged without a shirt. (laughs) Is that the horrifying part? I I think I think uh, I think just being a. Did people not take their shirts off back in the day? No, no, they didn't. Have you ever (laughs) seen the photographs of the businessman special at Bush Stadium in 200-degree heat? The guys are wearing their suit coats, many of them wearing hats. The ladies are wearing, you know, little dresses with pearls and belts and high heels and stockings. In the dead of summer, like when there you couldn't buy a breeze. So, yeah, it's like, but I think that Jason Kelsey, I just love him. I just Mm -hmm. love that zest. I love that zeal. So have we, is that? Yeah, people did used to wear more suits. Oh, oh my gosh, yes. In fact. Come home from work and put on a different suit. Well, and, you know, we've frequently talked about the fact that at the Muni Opera, which is, you know, that is an outdoor theater, and it is renowned around the world for being an outdoor theater where you have performers wearing costumes that weigh more than they do on those hot summer nights. But people used to wear, you know, and still, you know, some of them still, some of them still do. Um, uh, they, you know, they they get dressed up, and but back in the day, women would actually wear. I, it's hard for me to believe it, but they wore pantyhose. Uh, to the Muni to the Muni Opera. Let's see what the uh, Royal Banks Missouri text line. Um, are you happy with the fo- the way the football thing is shaking out? Sure. Yeah. Okay. That's another question for the Royal Banks Missouri text line. Um, is there a difference between ice and snow on the roads? Yeah, yes. definitely. Okay. Right? Absolutely. Much harder I to drive on ice. Could not agree. Uh, could not I agree saw more. Uh, this morning. So all the schools were canceled. Right. And they had to specify that it is an actual snow day, not a virtual learning day. So I'm wondering if that happens, if anyone out there listening. If So that you think that people thought that because it was a snow day, I can just virtually learn from home? No, I think that's an option now. Instead of giving kids the day off, they say, oh. well, stay at home. We have this set up now. We'll do it on, on Zoom. You guys can still go to school. Oh, see, if I they, had been... They had to specify that this was a day off, snow day, not yeah. not a virtual learning yeah, day. Yeah, because I would I would have found some excuse to not make it to the computer download. Well, that's skipping school, right? right? Aren't you just yeah, skipping school? That's exactly right. Are you, that, is that, you're endorsing that? Uh, I'm not endorsing that. I'm just saying that's what I would have done. Um, deadbeat teenager Wendy from the 573 Jason, Jason Kelsey. This is from Mary Lynn. Had retired the day before he was celebrating his brother's touchdown. Big deal. Agree, Mary Lynn. But do you think your mother and my mother and their mothers would have reached for their smelling salts? I mean, that is a that is how different the world is that we live in. And he was. I just. I he eclipsed Taylor Swift's appearance at um, the at at the stadium. In what's it called? High Tower. High Power. Oh, I'm not sure what the, the sponsorship is. 
High Five, yeah. whatever stadium it is in, in Buffalo. The other thing that I wanted to talk to the text line about is the the poor Buffalo Bills fans who will be memes for 1,000 well, years. The I mean, guy, one day they lost four Super Bowls in a row. I know they have. I know, I know. <laughs> but but the but the the guy at the very end of the CBS broadcast last night who was sobbing caught did you catch that did you see that um, uh, image yeah you know i did think i saw that yeah i worried for him i worry for him i worry for him i think that's just part of the life right with the so bills so if you're a fan you have to know you that if they know. catch you i said to chris i said i hope he's had too much to drink because tomorrow when he wakes up Right now, he doesn't. He's not putting two and two together. That there's a camera in his face. Well, he might. I think that, he just got to embrace it. Right? That children I mean. in Czechoslovakia will be looking at his photograph and laughing at. And then there was a great. There was a great little TikTok video of a family, Kansas City fans. They were uh, they were watching the game on a big screen and <laughs> during the last field goal attempt. Field goal attempt. I always want to say gold. Field goal attempt. Bass or sass or? It, is, uh, it was bass. Bass. Oh, I just ache for that guy. I mean, ache for that guy. Well, and you know, they're, they're, they're used to it, right? Other The wide left, this one was wide right. They are, uh, but, but, you know, Tony Romo, all right, and I know that we've gone down this road before. You don't have a problem with him? Did you I not think, think that he should have just shimmied down to the sidelines and put on a Buffalo Bills uniform last night? No, he's the oh, biggest Mahomes fan in the world. What? Yeah. No. Yeah, that's his no. whole thing is he loves Mahomes. No, no. Yes. He wants so desperately, and I don't know if it's – there's some very strange stuff going on in that CBS booth. It's getting a lot of attention <laughs> online, in social media. Uh, I, uh, I think you're just in certain circles. No, the, well, the Tony Romo haters <laughs> Facebook group. Well, Jim Nance, uh, there have been there, there's been quite a few headlines in the New York Post, dubious as that is, as that distinction is, um, about what's going on between Jim Nance and. Um, I was telling a friend this morning, I think somebody just has buyer's remorse because Tony Romo is making $180 million for a 10-year contract. So I think somebody came to their senses or sobered up or whatever after thinking that, oh, my gosh, we can't let anybody get Tony Romo. And now they're trying to get rid of him, and it shows Mm -hmm. because it is not what you call a cohesive broadcast. But, yeah, yeah, if you guys – um, do you love do you love the whole Jason Kelsey thing? Because I just think he's there's a lot of text about the uh, the snow days thing. Let's see. Uh, they're all saying that uh, today is a snow day, but a lot of times and a lot of districts don't have them. They just do virtual learning. Wow. Which to me, I mean, that's that that's awful, right? The best part of school was the snow day. The snow days, but I could see where they don't want to burn a snow day on ice because you can't say, hey, kids, let's go get on our toboggan and go down because they're going to get hurt if they're well, out on the ice. The best part is having the day off, Wendy. That's the important part. You can stay inside, right? Yeah, but I still think, I don't know, maybe I'm sure I'm sure you're right. I'm sure you're right. Uh, as I but said, I, I feel I for the, I feel for the kids world. today that don't get snow days anymore. They just 
I know. They still have to they go to school. They still have to learn. Yeah. 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 That's the the downside of the modern world. Uh, we are going uh, from the 314. A lot of yesterday's announcers were backtracking after the Chiefs win. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. Um, from the 314, maybe that crying guy bet $10,000 on the bills. Oh, I guarantee I, he bets something. Uh, the texts are coming in so quickly. Maybe you can help me, Connor. Um, Wendy, I agree with you. Those are the most beautiful words in the English language about Tony Romo. He was really showing his bias for the Bills and against the Chiefs. I agree. I love Jason's enthusiasm, Katie. Thank you. I think bias is, you know, that's one of those things every fan base says every announcer has against them, right? Yeah. You know. Oh, Tony Romo's biased against I, us, and I, I'm sure think, the Bills fans are saying that he's biased that, against them. I think that was so. I think that was so. But it, when it's obvious to somebody like me, who is sort of a but see, you're not you're not unbiased. You're you're a Chiefs fan. But but what I'm saying is, he sounded like he wanted to go down and embrace Josh Allen, and you know make him a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And sometimes it sounds like he's uh, talking about Pat Mahomes like he's his little brother. I'm afraid we're going to have to just simply okay. agree, agree to, to disagree. disagree, Mr. McCarthy. He is Connor McCarthy. He is Jennifer Blown today. Jennifer is out. It had nothing to do with the weather. She'll explain when she gets back. Somebody said toboggan, really? Yeah, toboggan. Look it up. It used to be a thing. It's like just a sled. I mean, like in like the... Was a Christmas Don't say story. Like the olden days. Like the olden days. Don't say the... the olden days. Don't make me hurt you. There's only two of us in the studio. It is 1121. We'll be back with the song of the day, the quote of the day. And then later this hour, Ben Fred is going to be addressing the Sports Illustrated bloodbath on Friday. They laid off their staff. What is behind that? Is no institution safe anymore in this country? This is the Big 550 KTRS St. Louis. It is 1125. Connor McCarthy is here with me today. Jennifer will be back tomorrow. On this day in 2012, this artist broke an American chart record that had stood for years or that stood for years after being set by the Beatles and Pink Floyd. The singer's second album clocked up 16 weeks at number one on the U.S. charts, matching the success of the Titanic original soundtrack. This album, released that January, had now beaten the Beatles, Sgt. Pepper, and Pink Floyd's The Wall, which had previously held the accolade with runs of 15 weeks at number one. That is on this day in 2012. Connor, if you will, please. There's a fire starting in my heart Reaching a fever pitch and it's bringing me out the dark Finally I can see you crystal clear Go ahead and sell me out and I'll let your ship bay Scars of 
talking about beloved, universally beloved people late last week when it was Dolly Parton's birthday. Is she one of those people? Well, I was surprised you picked this song because I thought you didn't really like her music. I think that a lot of what she does sounds sounds the same, but I still love mm-hmm. her. You, I love you, you like the song, the one song she makes over and over again. <laughs> yeah, I would just love. I'd love to hear her do. I don't know something light and bouncy. Isn't this kind of light and bouncy? It's kind of it's kind of angry and bouncy, which okay. is great. Okay, I mean that's very frequently I'm angry and bouncy, mm-hmm. but she's. I mean she's just an incredible artist. And I think a lot of what she does sounds the same. But, you know, 20 gazillion dollars later, I she's don't think she's calling right? me right. about my opinion. Yeah. But, yeah, it, um, she's just she's amazing. And it's hard to believe, at least it's hard for me to believe, that she has been around that long. That was only her second album, 21. Um, and that was 2012 that she that she broke or shattered, I suppose, all those records. From the the Beatles and Pink Floyd. Our quote of the day, and this is kind of interesting. Nobody alive today will see it happen again. Nobody alive today will see it happen again. And I think that is just one other way to say, make today count. Yeah. Do you have a favorite quote? You know, like in high school, what was your... I can't remember what I picked, but I I want to say I picked something snarky and clever instead of meaningful and sassy. Yeah, you picked something sassy. Yeah, I'm stunned. Stunned. Is I I bet it was a nice quote. I can't eat. I I don't even know if I gave one in though. See, I had to turn one in, but I just can't. I can't remember the attribution. I suppose I could just Google it. Um, googly moogly it. I thought it what that my. And I had my picture taken. Where did you have your picture taken? Senior pictures. Remember that? Senior pictures. Uh, you know, like picture day or like getting the senior portrait? No, like that. where you remember they would mm-hmm. let you go. Did, did Clayton have the outdoor shots, like the outdoor photos in your yearbook? Uh, I don't know. You know, I've never, I've literally never even opened my yearbook, my senior yearbook. Hmm. Uh, but I had my senior portrait done at like um, outdoors at the park. Right Which park? There. Which park? Uh, the one right there by the, the Clayton High School. By Shaw Park. Shaw Park. Okay. Um, and then, so I had mine taken at Tower Grove Park. And um, I remember what I was wearing, and I remember how hot it was, and I just remember how, you know, thinking that because they had, it was <laughs> it was just always because I went to visitation. And all of the girls, we all wore, you know, winter clothes because it was, it was hot. And you wanted to have that Dean sweater. Not everybody, but some folks did, um, even in the hot, hot, sweltering summer. And I thought it would just be so neat to be, like, you know, amongst the trees and yeah, the sure. green with, you know, the clothes and everything. And I just look like, I don't know, I look like Sheena of the Jungle. It's just mm. really, really did strange. Did you have to wear your uniform for the picture? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. That was That was like your... That was sort of like the, that was your day. That the, was your day. That was like the the rite of passage. What you know, you got to sort to shed your uniform, um, but that was just junior year, summer of junior year, while we took our pictures. But um, yeah, we could got to wear got to wear street clothes, I should say. But my my quote was: "To be alive is something. To be in love with life is everything." Which, well, that's a good one. 
I guess. I, no? Too sappy? Is that? I don't know. what. It, I, I'm not sure where. I mean, I'm sure I was listening to Dan Fogelberg at the time or Neil Young, and I'm sure that informed my decision. But the, the one that I love so much is when the great scorer comes to mark against your name, he marks not whether you won or lost, and I'm paraphrasing, so don't go crazy out there. He he marks not whether you won or lost, but how you played the game. Do you know who that is? I did not. I do not either. I'm going to have to Google it. I carried it for a long, long time. Um, if you know, you know how to help us, 84126. It's 1132 with the Big 550 KTRS Monday. It's a snow day. It's actually an ice day. So please be careful out there. January 22nd. Can you believe it? 2024. Quick break. We'll be back. Don't go away. It's 1137 at the Big 550 KTRS. Connor McCarthy, Wendy Weiss, Jennifer Blum will be back tomorrow. Thank you for keeping us company and uh, warm today with your wonderful comments on the text line. I'm, Of course, I'm being sassy and facetious. We've had a lot of warmth, but we've also had uh, the following text from the same phone number. McGraw is a knucklehead. Carney needs to be evaluated. Wendy is living in the past. Wake up, it's 2024, Wendy. Why didn't you tell me it was 2024, Connor? Yeah, I, I, I don't know how know many that. I don't know how many people use toboggans <laughs> still. But I have cares? to say. Who cares? What I mean, who cares if I call it a sleigh? I didn't say I got it at ye old toboggan store in my covered wagon. It's just it used to be called a toboggan. And all of this I'm sure is very fascinating to <laughs> to Ben Fred, who is waiting on the line to uh, to share his insights. And no, I'm not going to ask you about what the Cardinals did, even though McGraw was right this morning coming in. I heard him talking to you about it. It's like people are people are losing their marbles over that move. Uh, you and I are going to talk about, and Connor, we're going to talk about Sports Illustrated. Welcome to the Big 550 KTRS contributor. Hey, Wendy, how are you? Good to be with you. And uh, good on you guys for braving this uh, weather. I, I took a look outside today. My neighbor was, uh, I think, trying to get to his car, but I just saw him actually standing at the top of his driveway, sliding down on his feet. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to try to stay inside today. So to those who are out there braving this, kudos, stay <laughs> safe, be careful. And uh, and hopefully you don't have to be out there for too long. But yeah, it, it's good to be with you. How are you? It is great. How's Miss Baby? How is she? She's doing great. She's she's growing like crazy. Um, something new every day. She's starting to kind of giggle and starting to find her voice a little bit. So that's been that's been fun. But oh, uh, goodness, it, she's getting. I'll send you a photo today. She's gotten so much bigger just over the past few weeks. It's it's pretty wild. Yeah, please do because I I would absolutely love to uh, to see a picture. I I know that you and Cassandra are head over heels. In love with this little angel. Um, now, not head over heels in love, the staff, <laughs> writers of Sports Illustrated. Were you surprised or did you, in your secret clubhouse sports writer meetings, did you know that this was going to happen? Well, I didn't know that the timing of, of it, but you know, you knew just based off of having folks, you know, knowing folks who worked there and just kind of following the, the trends of, of the once great Sports Illustrated that things were moving in a concerning direction and you know this is not uh try to avoid media on media crime because we all have our challenges sure. in, this, uh, in this world but uh what happened for folks who haven't followed the nitty-gritty of this the, they probably saw the headlines that sports illustrated is going away and to some degree that 
has been true and will continue to be true. What we once knew as Sports Illustrated with some of the greatest sports journalism ever um, it has ceased to exist a long time ago, except for some exceptions. They still have some fantastic writers who do great work despite some difficulties. But Sports Illustrated has been, like a lot of newspapers, like a lot of very popular kind of legacy media establishments, has been kind of going down a road of concern for a while now. And unfortunately, Wendy has less to do with the work it's doing or the writers. Um, it has most to do with the owners. Um, what happened was Sports Illustrated was bought a while back by this organization known as Authentic Brands Group, and it manages different brands and kind of has a, 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 a approach of really trying to use the brand name to to generate attention and to be a presence while also stripping out everything that made that brand successful and we we've, we've seen over the years a trend of sports illustrated from original reporting and great writing to kind of aggregation they got nailed a while back for having uh, ai writers they had kind of internet scraping bots that were producing legitimate articles that were running underneath the sports illustrated headline and when you see stuff like that you know it's it's a concern um so what happened was this group missed some sort of payment to the to the partnership that it had to have the Sports Illustrated brand. And in order to make up for this money that it owes, it, it slashed a, a big old chunk of its staff. Now, I don't think it's going to be everybody. I think some people will continue to work there. But Sports Illustrated, as we knew it, has been has been fading for a long time. And this has been the biggest blow yet. For those of us who, you know, when you hear Bob Costas talk about an AM transistor radio under his pillow, at night and listening to the Cardinals from his childhood home in Syracuse, New York. Sports Illustrated was just that important, wasn't it, when it came to those those formative years for generations of young sports lovers, male and female, isn't I mean, there's just no way to to sum up the historical significance of this publication. Is there, Ben? No, I mean, it was a, a sports Bible, and it you rushed to your mailbox to get it, and that's true for me, too. I mean, I first entertained the idea of wanting to be a sports writer reading Sports Illustrated. Um, I can remember waiting to get it every week, and, you know, you, you look at the two things you would look at. Who's on the cover? You know, I can remember when LeBron James as a teenager appeared on the cover. Still have that at my house back home, my dad's house. Um, I can remember you look at faces in the crowd. They had this segment that would look at up-and-coming stars. It was always fun to go back and look at people they picked out as saying, hey, this guy's doing incredible things in high school football. And, you know, five, six years later, that person's a number one draft pick. Um, I would always read it from back to front because, for me, you know, that was when Rick Riley, when I was growing Uh up, Rick Riley, who wrote the back page column of SI, which was like sacred ground in sports journalism – was the first person that I could remember reading their column, and it made me had like a physical reaction. He wrote a column, perhaps some folks listening will remember, about this dad, this father whose son was in a wheelchair, um, couldn't couldn't uh, walk or run, and this father and son duo did marathons together, and the dad would push the son in the wheelchair. I can remember reading that when I was, I mean, I was probably in early high school. Um, and I got my, the hair on my arms stood up and I thought, how cool is that to write something that gives someone like a physical reaction? That's a very powerful thing. I thought that would be really fun to try to write stories like that 
what you know career aspirations of what I wanted to do at that time. I think I wanted to be try to be a doctor, um, which that wouldn't have worked out anyway if I'm not great around <laughs> blood. But anyway, it, it made an impact. And I think anybody, Wendy, who's in sports journalism of any kind probably has some sort of Sports Illustrated story they could tell like that. Yeah, it, I guess it's just it's so hard to think of these institutions uh, that really have mattered and uh, to to wonder who's going to fill the void, even though, as you said, Ben, there will still be the the uh, the, the skeleton staff uh, left behind. How long are they going to be able to hang with it? Well, as unfortunately, and I hate to sound very um, crash about this, but as long as the people owning it can get something of value out of it, um, there will still be muscle memory for people to log on and go to SI.com. Mm, yeah. And what happens is you, you're seeing this at newspapers. You're seeing this with magazines, these um, companies that just want to basically hollow out the carcass of these establishments. They will use them up until there's not anything left. And people finally get the hint that, okay, I'm getting nothing from going to this website or I'm getting nothing from this subscription. It's only, it's only ads. Um, you know, for years I subscribed to GQ magazine because it had great in-depth magazine features. And years ago they, they cut that staff and you still can get the magazine, but it's, it's one kind of shallow feature and a bunch of uh, perfume and cologne ads. Um, and it stinks up your mailbox. So I can stop getting it. So People will people will eventually realize they're not getting the bang for their buck, and then they'll change their their habits. But those things are they take a long time. So that's that's unfortunately what happens here is ownership buys these legacy outlets, and then they don't they don't care about maintaining them or improving them. And then people you know people start to get frustrated about the product, and it's disappointing. But it's a playbook that we've seen at newspapers at. Um, you know, in some multimedia places and also in magazines where they're really buying the brand, they're buying the headline, the name, then they try to, you know, bring what they can out of it before leaving it in the dust. Yeah, we've seen it with, uh, we've seen it with movie studios, haven't we? We, you know, we've seen it with networks, but you're right. They are buying that legacy brand uh, without any regard for the brand or without any intention to return the brand either to its former luster or glory days uh, or, or any of that. So, yeah, really sad. Um, but, uh, but I certainly appreciate you visiting with us uh, to, to unpack a little bit of it because that certainly makes it easier to understand, Ben, because it is happening a lot. Well, I, I would just echo, not to end this on such a down note, but I would say pay attention to, to what you support, what you read, what you give your money to, and and also pay attention to who owns it. You know, that's that's one of the things that matters is the, the places that own these these companies and what they're what the ownership of the media that you consume is pouring back into the product. That stuff that stuff matters. Um, I mean, not to turn this into a KTRS uh, endorsement advertisement, but uh, but but why not? I mean, it's owned locally. The owners are in the community. They care about the product. They care about the listeners. And I think you could probably point to examples of other places that haven't had that same benefit and have suffered consequences. So it does matter um, who owns you and who, who cares about the work that's being done and it makes a difference. And unfortunately, SI got to a place that is going to, going to be about something else. And I just wish that the writers there and the folks there are able to either continue to do what they do, continue to do great work or find another place that allows them to do it. 
Well said. You know, you should be a columnist or something for a major <laughs> for a major daily. Ben Fredrickson has been our guest talking about the uh, the news from SI that they had laid off their entire staff on Friday or close to it. Ben, we will talk to you soon. Thanks again for making time with us, and you stay you in and be safe. Anytime, Wendy. Have a great week. Thank you. You too. Hey, the Jennifer and Wendy Show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Around this time of the year, so many of us become just completely obsessed with making changes. Uh, That's one of the reasons why it's so hard to keep up with those changes. Maybe you tackled that messy hall closet and you want to take on another. Or maybe there are relationships in your life that need a little attention. Maybe they are draining emotionally and you need some help in that area. Please give BetterHelp a try because it is entirely online. It is designed designed to be convenient and flexible and suited to your schedule, not anybody else's. They have removed every obstacle. That's what we love so much about BetterHelp and therapy. Oh, my goodness. Therapy can help you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions every year and make real substantial changes, meaningful changes that will really stick. You might want to learn some new coping skills or how to set boundaries with people who take all of that energy that you have to give. And BetterHelp makes it easy. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and then switch therapist at any time for no additional cost. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp today. Visit BetterHelp.com slash J&W today, and you will get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash J&W. And had you gone, you knew in time we'd meet again for I had told you. It's 11.53 at the Big 550 KTRS, the Carney Show in the wings. John and Julie and Max, Connor McCarthy, and I have had a great time with you today. Listen to Sassy, Mike from Accounting. Let me try to find that. Uh, we (laughs) We should embrace Wendy talking about toboggans. She's a grandma who is sharing stories of the past, tales of macrame and shag carpeting, Hopefully, we'll be soon to follow. Mike from Accounting, you sassy frass pants. I cannot. It's is that how I'm? Is that pretty much how I'm seen out there? Connor? Oh uh, mm, no, yeah. no, of course, no, of course no, not. Of course not. He do they says, do they still make toboggans though? Like, can you can you buy like but, new toboggans like not at like a, but a tobog- yard sale? I I don't I don't know. But it's just it's like it used to be what we refer. I mean. I didn't grow up in Wisconsin. I grew up here, and people here called them toboggans. They're these little wood Yeah. I mean, it looks like the stuff that Santa uses at the North Pole to, like, transport the elves from their 4 they have? Did it have, like, some metal uh, rails on it or what was it? No, no. That was a a sled. That was a sled. That was a sled. And I still can't – I mean, you have to be – because I remember my dad getting on a sled with us. Mm-hmm. And those men, I mean, my dad was not a small guy. He was, you know, too, I, mean, I don't mean he was overweight because he wasn't, but how did those little tiny sleds, that was maybe that was one of the reasons. I don't you know. Could this, fit a bunch of kids on it to This buy must it. be a very fancy website because these, these sleds cost like $1,000. <gasps> what? A toboggan or <laughs> well, a sled? Well, okay, hold on. With I, the think, I think we're talking really big. Maybe if you use them up. 
up, up north. Up right? north. Uh, up north. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. they're like 10 feet tall. Yeah, if uh, if you would like to maybe let us know how the how the roads are, Captain Paul Kopsky, of course, he's going to be checking in from the KTRS Traffic Center um, shortly. Oh, I did find the attribution for the quote that I um, sort of tried to get through. It was from Grantland Rice. And I just remember the first time I saw this, I thought, what a great – and it, it's a sport. I think it's Another a sports, sports writer. It's a sports – yeah, it's yeah. a sports quote. And I don't have a uh, a sports fiber in my entire body, but I just love the way I love the message. For when the one great scorer comes to mark against your name, he writes not that you won or lost, but how you played the game. I love I love that. Um, did you see the Barbie movie? I have seen the Barbie movie, and I thought it was good. But kind of like a shrug. Well, you know, it's Is not it, like this uh, you know great piece of cinema or anything. You know what? I guess I didn't. I guess I didn't realize that it was so heavily. Was it bankrolled by Mattel? Did they? Well, sure, because that's their that's, that's their, their toy. That's their yeah, Barbie toy. is a Mattel brand. But it, so so essentially, it was a really really successful ninety minute commercial for uh, Barbie. Yeah, kind of like those old cartoons, right? They'd make like yeah uh, Transformers a Transformers show that essentially just was a commercial for kids to go buy. But did did directors of that stature because I mean Greta Gerwig? Is, no, no. Uh, you know, to have her do that kind of thing. I think maybe. I read after the success of this, they want to do it for all kinds of toys, old toys that aren't you know don't have the prominence anymore. Are, are they trying um, to bring them back? You think? Yeah, like make movies out of them to get so then they will. You know, come back because Barbie, I think, had seen a downturn before the movie. Well, Toy Story, yeah, you know, that's kind of interesting because little girls and little boys, it, it is a completely different, um, completely different uh, deal today. Wow, so many texts. My hubby grew up in West Virginia. To him, a toboggan is a ski cap knitting stocking cap. Okay, I I did not know that. I've never heard it. Referred to as a piece of clothing. Maybe Carol Burnett has. <laughs> Thank I'm you so, so much for being with us today. We will see you tomorrow. Be safe out there. John, Julie, and Max are up next. Just to have a laugh or sing a song. Seems we just get started. And before- Day. Um, so it had a huge impact on, on my.